All right, all right, all right, everybody. It is that time. Welcome into the Shot Quality Bets podcast. I am Justin Perry, your host here with my co-host, Big 3 for 3. And today we're going to be breaking down a little bit about what's coming up in the next couple of days. I call this the Christmas Eve episode, Big 3. We are finally here in less than 24 hours from our recording time. We will have first round games. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Hope you are too. I got, I hopefully you can't hear the construction going on to the side. I got my good microphone all hooked up. So there's no problems, no New York city interruptions today, but how you doing, man? How are you getting ready for the tournament yourself? I think you're, you're flying out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to first and second round games Friday and Sunday. So pretty excited about that for sure. Um, yeah. Last night, two pretty fun games to start off the tournament. Honestly, I didn't watch the NIT, but I did watch the two playing games and even the 16 game was pretty fun. A little bit of a, Come back and then sweaty push. I had minus four on Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Took it early and yeah. got pushed, but um, pushed there. And then Mississippi State missed a couple shots down the stretch. But yeah, some really fun games to start the tournament for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was really exciting to see. Uh, we actually had a great night. The shot quality model is cooking. I mean, we were sitting at what, like 116 units coming into March we are halfway through March and already above 143 pushing strong to try to end the season up over 30 units in March would be awesome but yeah 27 units already won in 14 days in this great month so the shot quality bets users are thrilled we're happy our sheets turn up green more often than they turn red about you know 56 and a half percent right now which is uh money uh in march that's the march percentage i think we're close to around 54 for the season uh it was a really interesting totals run with overs hitting like nothing else but it seems to have calmed down big three what do you make of the totals landscape when you're trying to bet on tournament games yeah i think it's funny because like you mentioned we were only showing value on unders for like a month and even here, I mean, last night we had two overs, I guess. So it's not super skewed, but two overs, six unders. I think this is a pretty good balance. I, I, I do think that these games are going to tend to go under. There's a lot of public action coming in on tournament games. Public loves to bet overs. Neutral sites playing for a lot down the stretch. I, I do think that unders are, if you had to blindly pick a side, if you needed to, I, I would lean under in general. And I think the shot quality bets model is going to continue to show value and shade to the under but i think too just like looking at what we have um i don't know over the next the first couple days of the tournament it's a pretty decent mix there's not honestly it's it's almost 50 50 maybe no it's probably like 60 40 to the under so i would say that's kind of where i want my action anyways is a little shaded to the under so pretty happy about that yeah no i think uh that's the move and if you're Rocking with us, looking for some plays for tonight, the 15th at the recording time. We do have a couple really nice plays here tonight. We like this Arizona State versus Nevada game to go over the number of 135. We make it 142 and a half. I like that one. I think there definitely could be some points. This one might end up in a tie, honestly. I'm really excited for that game. We can break it down a little bit. I think we're going to focus a little bit more on the first round because this is likely coming out later tonight on our podcasting locations, which is Apple and on Spotify. So 
Always be on the lookout for that. And of course, Shot Quality Bets Wire is a great place to go to get some information. Uh, if you're ever looking for content, just go shotqualitybets.com slash blog. We actually just posted this really awesome, most iconic buzzer beaters video. I think, Big Three, I'm going to give the people a quick taste of this and then we can... Quick sample of what you could see over there. I uh, I think I'm running way too much on my computer today, man. Like it's just it's March Madness for my MacBook. So let me try to reopen that screen really quick, uh, and we'll get rolling. But let's uh, talk about some of the games on Friday, or actually let's go with Thursday first that you are looking at to bet. I have Thursday as a little bit of a smaller card for me. I kind of like the games a little bit more on Friday, but I wanted to talk about Thursday because we'll probably get on the horn again and maybe talk about our Friday Saturday games as well. So what are you thinking for Thursday right now? Yeah, I are we just going through like plays and stuff? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. About? We'll just talk about some of the okay. Thursday games, talk about plays. We don't really have like a preview or anything today. If you yeah. want to see yeah. our preview, we actually just did a full Western region preview, which was voted on by people on Twitter as the region they wanted to hear most about. It's really stacked, a lot of great teams. So go check that out. It's in the feed wherever you're watching or listening to this. You can find that. It's on our YouTube, on uh, Spotify and Apple as well. So yeah, just for today though, Big Three, let's just yeah. go with some of the games that you like for Thursday's action. Yeah, I like it. Um, up in the south on like the top left. So this is like very top left of your bracket is some of my favorite plays. So like San Diego State Charleston is one that I really like and the shot quality bets model recommended for a while. I don't know if it's still recommending it at the current number. I think, I think we have it at minus nine and a half or minus nine point nine. Yeah, so it's it's still a play because it's sitting at minus five right now. So yeah, this is one that I really like. San Diego State, um, is a very, very good team. And I think like we saw them lose a little more than maybe people expected in the mountain West this year. I think they had three losses ish, but a pretty stacked mountain West that we saw get three, send three other teams to the tournament, you know, beating Utah state three times now. Um, And, you know, like they played St. Mary's earlier this year, lost by seven shock quality win by six. I think it was, or something like that. Um, also lost to Arizona earlier this year, shot quality win. So this is a really good team and it's a team that shot quality has to have performed even better than we've seen so far. I think honestly, Charleston is a team that kind of became this like media Cinderella darling early on in the season. And there was a point in time where they were ranked 25th in the country and every analytics site, including us had them 80th you know it was just like the narrative around this could possibly be an at-large team was just absolutely insane and there's no way this team is better than you know any of the other teams on the bubble or anywhere near it so I really do think that this was kind of blown out of proportion if you look at Charleston's schedule it's awful Um, they have a decent win against Virginia Tech and Kent State I guess but the Virginia Tech one was projected by shot quality to be a 10-point loss Um, the Kent State win is fine but other than that, they right. beat absolutely no one, right? And and you lose to Hofstra and Drexel back-to-back games. It's just like this team, it's awesome that they're a 30-win team. Like, I, I agree. Obviously, they won their conference, so that's how they get into the tournament. But this is another tier, and I really do think that San Diego State wins this game by double digits. And the shot quality model agrees. And like I said, I think a lot of it is people are convinced that this Charleston team is borderline top 25 team because they were ranked that way earlier this year. But – this is probably, I mean, shot quality has them at 90 right now. Like, this is not a team that should be able to compete with a San Diego State. Yep, I fully agree. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was sitting here a little worried about 
what's going on. But I think a lot of people are actually on the site today, checking out some of the things we have. So it's, I think it's running a little slow, which I'm, I'm not, it's like a champagne problem for us here at shot quality bets. So, uh, you know, we are definitely really excited about some of the tools that we have brought out. Just going to give them a little plug really quick. We have, uh, made some of these really great custom tools that anybody can check out. I actually was streaming late last night, Big Three. I jumped on the uh, the cam here for about like 10 minutes and just went through this tool, what it actually can do and, and why you want to use it. So uh, in like three seconds, it's just custom sliders, change bracket immediately, download what you want, right? Like it's just, it's really cool. If you want to see how the best three-point uh points per possession team would do you just throw that up and all of a sudden AM corpus christi is your champion because apparently when they take threes they hit threes um or they're expected to take good threes which is just pretty interesting but like if you just want the team that's going to chuck it up the most yeah look alabama's going to beat penn state in a final uh and your final four is going to include connecticut and oral roberts so a lot of fun things you can do with this tool and a good one to check out. It's totally free. Head to shotqualitybets.com slash March Madness to check it out. And if you want to subscribe for all of our picks, you can use code DOMINATE2023, all cap, to get half off. So actually, we are offering everything at, four, at I think $40 for the month. Is that our normal discount is usually $50. Uh, so we are you know, making it as attractive as possible over here. Let's uh, let's go into another game for Thursday, though. Hit value find it up. I do agree that Charleston is getting too much love. Uh, they have been. Yep. You know, just the strength of schedule is, is pretty rough. And seeing it, I mean, they got a little bit too much respect, I think, with this seeding already. I mean, what, we're giving Colgate and we're giving Vermont 15s, but we're giving Charleston a 12. Yeah. And I just like, what do you think Colgate's record would be if they played this schedule? It would probably be better. But Vermont too. Like this is it's pretty much a cakewalk. So I'm I'm definitely on San Diego State. I know our value bracket has as a good place to go get it because the percentages of people who trust Charleston to win in this scenario are very high. I've been hearing it everywhere, and I just think yeah. given the quality of the teams, you're on, you're gonna even look. It can, what I'm not saying here, you know, I think we always need to preface everything. When I say something's a good bet or a good pick, like we're saying we're past like 55% in terms of how we feel, right? So there's still a pretty real chance that this doesn't go right. Um, the game that we play here every day is being more correct than we are wrong at a very specific rate, right? Over that 52.4%, and it's fine. It's winning. And that's what a lot of people just want to do is what we want to do. Um, so, yeah, I do yeah. think – Really good shot that San Diego State gets it done above expectation. The one, other thing, other one, yeah, please go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say just on top of that because you made a really good point, and I think the point here is, especially when you're filling out a bracket, right? It's one. There's two components here. There's betting, and then there's the bracket. The value bracket tool that we have is so cool, and I think like the thing that people don't really understand about it is that it's not meant to be the perfect bracket. It's meant to be extracting value in places that everyone else who's filling out their bracket is not right. And so I think like you look at ESPN and ESPN is nice enough to give you the percentages of who picked who, Right. And I think one of the craziest ones that I saw there was that number five seed San Diego state is being picked in 68% of brackets. Number eight seed Memphis is being picked in 67% of brackets. And I think like the biggest thing here is, you know, like look at the lines, right? Like you have, 
San Diego State, we project them at minus 10. They're actually minus five. And Memphis is minus one and a half, right? But they're being picked the same amount of times. And I think like that's something where it's like, okay, like you don't even have to know anything about the team, anything about the matchup. Like if you have a model that you trust, like the shot party, that's cool. Or if you have, um, I don't know, like this, you just use betting lines in general or Ken Pop, whatever it is, but like yep. you can extract value and say, hey, this team's supposed to win at a much higher rate than people are giving them credit for. Like, I'm going to get value on the rest of the field by picking them. You know, and I think like that's the thing where it's like, we have Alabama losing early on. You want to know why? Because everyone has Alabama winning. And it's like the first it's chance that 88%. 88%, 88% into the Sweet 16, 75 into the Elite Eight, and over 50% of brackets have Alabama in the Final Four. So it's like, sure, you can think Alabama's making the Final Four, but you're you're not going to gain anything on the field, right? So it's like if we have a chance to beat Alabama so in the second round, lazy. you're These going to are so lazy, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I really think like that's what people need to understand with the value bracket and like as they're filling out their bracket, as we kind of talk about some of these things, is like okay, if you're actually like in a bracket pool trying to make money on these types of things, you can't do what everyone else is doing. Like you have to do different things, and like you're not always going to get rewarded for it. And I think the other biggest thing is like everyone picks upsets first round. Like you don't have, you could just go through the first round and pick no upsets and worry about, you know, like your There's elite eight, like final five. Four, those types of things. It's usually like five upsets, right? Four yeah, or five or six in the first, first round, round is usually what we expect. I think people are saying, given how the tournament is shaping up, we're looking maybe at a year with six. Um, but yeah, you want to base If you want to be bold, seven. If, you, if you're going past seven or eight upsets in the first, what? 32 games that's pretty yeah. crazy the better teams should win especially because you know alabama kansas houston and purdue ucla arizona texas uh, you know they should all carry their first round matchups like that you know yeah. immediately you're dropping off eight of the 32 so now you're talking about taking eight of the other 24 games to be an upset uh, unless yeah. you're going for something crazy but you know the thing is is uh, you got to remember how this is going to go right if let's say something I don't know, ungodly happens, right? And a two loses or even a one loses. Um, what are you, do you think that team's going to like make a run? And, and no, they're probably going to get bounced the next round. So like, yeah. yeah, you have like, if you take Texas Southern to make the elite eight and that happens, you're going to have like a lot of points, but I don't know. I think you probably want to like take, uh, you know, not that worst team, but also like not the one. It's just, there's yeah. no value on the, very very outsides of a bracket it's usually the teams in the middle and you want to try to call the teams from like a a 13 to a five between that right so yeah they're going to make runs because everybody you, else is so chalky every with with the outside stuff exactly you can look at this page and be like you know miami is being picked in 70 percent of brackets the money line says they win 55 percent of the time like okay drake's probably a good look right i think we have drake in ours i'm pretty sure justin um but then, yeah, like another example on the other side, which I think we also have picked in ours, is Montana State. Kansas State's being picked in 90% of brackets right now. The money line on Montana State's only like plus 330. Like that's like we're that's indicating, you know, I don't know, 20% win share, something like that after you take out the VIG. And it's like they're only being picked in 10% of brackets. Like this is how you're extracting value is it's like, okay. Every single time you might be a fool and you might pick a stupid upset like Montana State or Maryland over Alabama that doesn't win. But it's like ultimately 
you're doing the most EV thing over time. Right. And I think like, that's the thing that like people have a hard time understanding is I'm sure if Maryland loses first round, which is a possibility, or if they lose to Alabama, it's going to be like, Oh, the shot quality, shot quality value model was so dumb. Right. But it's like, I, I don't think that they really understand like the difference here. So I just wanted to point that out a little bit. Yeah. And you also have to understand what we use at shot quality, right? Like we're not trying to sit here and say it's some voodoo magic. What we do is we evaluate how, valuable a shot is right we don't care if it goes in or not we don't care about results it's about process so we identify the teams that have the best process in creating shots and we use you know various analytic methods to try to understand how they will match up to predict scores um and not only predict scores but predict value shot value scores right so there is really good uh you know i guess a good, strong relationship between shot quality scores and actual scores. We do see them line up plenty. Uh, there's a lot on our website. There's a stats explain page. If you go to either shot quality or shot quality bets, you can read a little bit more about it and see some of the testing that's been done to figure this all out. Um, but we do essentially look for the teams that create the best shots uh, absent of if they go in. We do, of course, know the team's abilities to make those shots. That's what we use on the player-by-player -player analytics to understand if they should make them. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of different algorithms rating players, changing how good they are mid-season. Uh, you know, it's obviously pretty complex. We could go into it for a while, but we're probably only going to be here for about another 15 to 20 minutes. So let's keep talking about the bracket. But that's just a little bit, it's still important to understand if you're going to use some of our data, if you want to talk about what shot quality is really doing, uh, it's good to really get an understanding. And we expect to be uh, more and more talked about. So uh, excited to share what it's all about. But what jumps out at you here? I mean, I know, you know, we posted about the shot quality value bracket. Anybody here can go check it out. You just go shotqualitybets.com slash value dash bracket or just go through the March Madness page. It's all on our Twitter. It's everywhere. Pretty easy to get to. But, you know, it's looking at a final between Tennessee and Houston, which is, you know, going to get a little bit of backlash. But Tennessee making the final game at 5% apparently rates a lot lower than what shot quality sees. Um, I mean, that's this is still a pretty good team. But, you know, people have concerns about the injury. If you've bet a lot of college basketball – what you end up coming away with is that one player often doesn't change nearly as much as people make it out to be. Um, I don't know if Sakai is going to end up being a player that could be worth multiple points, but that's about where the, you know it stops, right? Like how many players are really worth five points a game? Like maybe Zach Eady, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Tennessee, um, they've lost seven of their last 12, I think it is. But three of those losses have been shot quality expected wins. And so I think this is something, this is still, despite the 10 losses on the season, this is still the eighth best team by shot quality. And I think ultimately we've talked about this before, but shot quality is player dependent. Like shot quality knows in these like post-game assessment, the post-game scores, if Ziegler didn't play or not. Right. And, and that's the thing that I think people don't get is like, we have an understanding and our numbers have an understanding of, who's in and who's out, right? And it still likes Tennessee. And the reason here is pretty simple. And it's that the market is way, way, way too high on Duke in the market. I think we've talked about it before. Um, it's just like like Marquette, 
Purdue, some of these other teams, like I think that they're just falling in love with these teams, forgetting about the fact that Tennessee is a legit top 10 team. And I think that that's kind of ultimately where this value is coming from, right? It's like if you actually think this is a legit, you know, eighth top 10 team in the country and we have Duke at like 20 something. Right. And so it's, it's a spot we've talked about Duke's being picked more to make it to the sweet 16 than Tennessee. And Duke has a worse chance to even make it in the first round. They're minus six, Tennessee's minus 12 and Tennessee will absolutely be favored in that game. There's no doubt. And so it's like, okay, how, how does that make sense that 5% more people have Duke there? Like just because they're playing well and Ziegler's out. Right, like I, I think that oh, this I don't, is, I don't think the public knows even that deep, dude. I think that yeah. most of the people who come into this, like, how big is the college basketball betting community? Uh, even if, even if it's like a lot of people actually bet on it, like the active amount of like the sharps who who think this way, or even the advanced users who think this way, like you're talking tens of thousands versus the millions who are going to fill out a bracket on ESPN. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that, like, you know, you're just getting the Duke effect for sure. Yep. People just know Duke. They know they're a good team. They probably know they won the ACC. Duke's back. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, I think John Shire has done a great job. Uh, I, I'm really, I think this is going to be a great game, but all eyes are going to be on that game because people will be knocking on my proverbial door being like, hey, shot quality, you idiots. So look, we, we just think that Tennessee is not getting the appreciation in the market given that they are the better team in that game and again people are going to be like are what are you why are you saying that but like the market's going to say it too so i would i would imagine even with the duke tax that game probably is a pick them right yeah it's i think it opens up tennessee probably minus a couple maybe minus one only but yeah, probably gets bought to a pick them I, I don't think it closes this duke as more than like a one point favorite the other thing i want to say here is you're right. Shot quality is going to get that. You guys are so dumb. That was such a terrible pick. How is Tennessee in the championship game? Our prediction for this game is Tennessee to win by 2.2 points. That's the prediction, right? So even on a pick em, we're not even suggesting a bet on this game. Like right. this is the value in the bracket compared to what other people are picking is showing uh-huh. Tennessee. I went to the matchup breakdown and pulled it up, Justin, if you're trying to look for it. Yeah, but yeah. I was, yeah something else really fast. But yeah. Well, you're good. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we have Tennessee winning the game by two. And, like, ultimately in a bracket, yeah, you're you're going to pick Tennessee. But that's not even what these are. Like, I'm sure some of the games that we pick, we don't actually have the team winning, right? It's just the percent chance that they win, we have higher than, you know, what market's showing them. Like, you know, a good example is the Alabama-Maryland game. We have Alabama beating Maryland by seven. So it's not like we, like, oh, shot quality says Maryland's going to beat Alabama straight up. Like, th- that was such an awful pick. Like, no, we have Alabama winning the game by seven, but yeah, winning exactly. the game by seven correlates with a certain win percentage. That Usually we around 66 to 70, I feel like. Yeah, and we think that is way off of where, you know, they've been picked, which we saw. They're getting picked 86% of brackets. So it's like, yeah, that's that's the value pick there, right? And so I don't know. And the other thing, too, is I feel like people get really attached to these teams. Like even like a Kentucky is a good example last year. Auburn was kind of like the – like. Cinderella last or not Cinderella, but like a team people were super high on last year. Like it's one thing to really, really love Alabama right now. It does not always seem to be the case that that team is in the final four, right? Like I really do think a team like this, if you're going to win your bracket pool, it's not by 
picking Alabama to the final four. Like that's not going, going to gain you anything on the fields. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're going to win your bracket pool. You're going to do it by figuring out a different team in that region. That's going to knock. Well, them off. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> the obvious response to that is, well, what happens if Alabama does it? And it's like, okay, yeah. But then like, you're, you're probably competing for a champion, right? If, if yeah. chalk just makes it, yes. Do you want to have chalk? Sure. But the idea is that like obviously having the right picks is how you win. But we don't know the right picks. We don't know where the craziness is going to happen. But you need to then employ game theory to give yourself the best odds of creating winning scenarios. That's what yeah. we're doing. If you want to play, I just want to try to get it right. That is, this is not, you're not talking about a value bracket anymore. You don't care. Yep. You don't care about the value. Just pick what you want, right? We're not yeah. saying one team's going to win or not. We're saying... These are the right plays to put yourself in the best position to have a, a lead or a good position in the standings of your bracket based on the actual expected win percentages of these teams matching up against each other rather than what you know everyone else is picking because they're casuals. Yeah, I, I think the other thing here too is like, looking at the other part of the value bracket down in the bottom right, we have another eight over one, right? And Actually, I think we have three. We have three eight nines beating one seeds. And the reason is that we're saying they're being overpicked. Our other one seed, we have winning the whole thing um, in Houston. But you, like Kansas is only going to be minus four maybe against like in Illinois or Arkansas, maybe minus five. And they're getting picked way, way too much, right? And I think that, that like ultimately you're kind of taking a stance with some of these. And does that mean you have to pick three eight nines over one? No. But I think taking two of them is probably a pretty good route, right? And then you get like a four or five into the Elite Eight, something like that. So That's I don't know. I really like the value bracket. Like I really like where things sit, and I know there's no way it's going to be perfect. I think everyone should know that. We'll make There will be things wrong. There will be mistakes. But I really like what it shows. And at the very least, what it should show you is, hey, the value on these teams, the shot quality's value is way higher on Tennessee than the market, right? Maybe that doesn't mean you pick them to the national championship game, but maybe you pick them over Duke. Same with Kentucky, right? Like, okay, maybe I pick Kentucky to the elite eight. You know, I, I think like that's kind of the way you can use this is like, you don't necessarily have to treat it as truth, but it's like, Hey man, maybe I should have Xavier over Texas. Like I think the market's probably not valuing Xavier. Right. What, like exactly. What it's really doing at the end of the day is taking data like this that is all available based on what people are picking uh, and really hasn't changed very much. You're not going to get much of a difference at this point now with only like 22 hours until games tip off. So, you know, it's just the fact that like, if we look at Marquette, Marquette getting out of the first round at 92% right now. All right. Like if we look at this Marquette game and they're playing Vermont on a neutral floor. Mike. My Wi-Fi is being a little slow today. Sorry if the video is choppy, everyone. I don't know why. Um, but six and a half points. Right? And again, that correlates a little bit closer to like a 70, 75% chance rather than a 90%, 85% chance that you're seeing on ESPN. 92. They're saying is an 8% chance Vermont wins, most people. Like – I, it's not like it's worth that much many points. And if you really think Marquette's primed for a big run, I understand not taking that advice. But the fact of the matter is, it is a not a 92% chance that Marquette wins. 
That's yeah. what a value bracket is. So there are going to be spots where, you know, it, it does make sense for us to keep the number one winning. I mean, you know, we do probably have a pretty dominant expectation for Alabama. And if you're looking for those percents directly, instead of calculating them yourself from shot quality data, uh, if you're a premium member, you can just go to the team pages. They will be there. Uh, so we have the expected percent for each game. So uh, we have Vermont winning in 28% of simulations right now uh, on this expected score. So it's, and this is this is incorrect. This should say neutral, but it, it will it will eventually switch when the game gets logged. But um, it just doesn't think it's at home, so that's a pain in the ass. But anyway, Vermont twenty eight versus you know eight, so we're already seeing basically twenty percent value in in terms of what people are picking. So that's kind of how it's done. Again, anyone can go check this out. I love this thing. I think it's really sharp. Uh, you know. I, I really think it's sharp because people are like, this is not right. This is I know. The more people dislike it, the more it makes me yeah, like it. Right. Oh, you have Maryland beating Alabama. It's like, oh, everyone thinks it's such a foregone conclusion that Alabama can't lose here. Like that is yep. exactly when you want to be against them because markets sort of are, are like precipitory of thoughts, right? And so – like when everyone thinks Alabama's going to win, they bet Alabama, you know, they take Alabama in brackets and that opens up uh, obvious percentage points on going against them. And that's kind of what you, you want to do gambling as well. Uh, that's a really good gambling strategy. And, and you know, you try to set lines versus uh, expectations and then see what essentially books offer you instead of sort of trying to say, oh, here's the line. Let me see. Like I, I know my gambling perspective changed a lot when I stopped looking at lines until after my calculations were done, like I don't even let that color my assumptions, you know, it's yep. part, it's, it's part of the psyop guys. Like they want you to know, Oh, like they're favored, but should they be in like by six? Like, no, just go look at the game, figure out what you think the score is and then go see what they're offering and remove the bias of knowing what you're competing against. Uh, just prepare properly is how I would say that. But anyway, uh, we said we want to do a little more Thursday, big three. Let's pull up the value finder here. Um, what do you make of some of the games? Anything else that's standing out for you? I can I can tell you what my picks for Thursday are really yeah, let's quick. Let's hear a couple of yours. Let's, let's see what you think for my Thursday action. So I'm going to uh, lay the points with Tennessee. We talked about a lot, Tennessee a lot, but like what I do sit here and not take shock quality recommendation on that we have 17 points here. Uh, it's already at 11 and a half. I played 10 and a half. So a nice little point in my favor. Uh, I'm going to lay it with Arizona as well. We already talked about San Diego State. I got four and a half there, which is a nice line. And then I do have a dog. I'm not going full here. I'm going to take Penn State plus the three against Texas A&M. But I don't feel good about it. So I don't know. What do you, what do you make of like that Arizona play? And what do you make of the Penn State play? Yeah, I... I like the Arizona one too. The thing that scares me, we've talked about Arizona the whole year is, is their ability to close out games. Um, I do obviously the shock quality bets model leans that way too. I don't know if you got the 14 and a half. No, or we, we did send out 13 to clients. So I think that's I, what I, I thought is that it was lower. Yeah. yeah so I like that a lot at 13 and a half, a um, little less at 14 and a half, but think that's a good play. I, I'm not going to lie. The seven, 10 games, um, <laughs> are really, really screwing with me right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the one that I like 
Um, I, I got Missouri at a pretty good number. I think plus two, maybe it was one and a half, which might playing, be what it's um, Michigan uh, State? So, yeah, Missouri is playing Utah State. Sorry. But Utah, other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, like, Penn State, Texas A&M. Like, those two teams, I think you have to look at, like, how these teams are priced, too. And a lot of how they're priced has to do with, like, recency bias. And both Texas A&M and Penn State played in their conference tournament championships I think both on Sunday, like on selection Sunday. Yes. Right. And yes. I think like these were two teams. It's funny. They got matched up against each other because these are two teams that probably everyone wanted to take. Right. Like it's like, oh, man, this Penn State team's pretty good. They almost beat number one seed Purdue. And same with like Texas A&M, obviously not as close to Alabama, but having made it that far. having yeah, won yeah. The game. Wait, yeah, like so funny because you we know. We know the, the commissioner said of, of the committee said that they had only a few contingency brackets and they were based around these late finals, right? And so that means the contingency bracket that with both these teams losing meant, meant that they would face up and the committee knew that was coming and probably kind of like was like, he, he, he. So I, I love it. I mean, you know what? You, you both lost out of a, a conference that, you know, was probably underperformed a, a little. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see, but that's that's pretty interesting. What do you think on this play? And then we got to get out of here. Yeah, I like Penn State. Penn State is a good shot quality team for sure. I, th- I think like ultimately they're seventy second in adjusted shot quality to Texas A and M's twentieth. So it's like, how is this a one point game? Um, Penn State basically lives at the three point line. You see some things that our betting model likes, like the spacing, shot make making like those types of things. Um, and both these teams are, are pretty competitive offensively and defensively, not like any like glaring, obvious, like, I don't know, obvious um, deficiencies on either side of the ball. But I think like I definitely lean Penn state, but honestly I can't decide. And I think we talked about it before the conference tournament, Penn state relies on a couple just really good shot makers. Right. And I think that that's something that, you know, makes me a little nervous in betting a team in March. It's like, yeah, do I want the ball in Pickett's hand at the end of the game for my cover? Yes. Yep. But also, do I want him to have to make a really tough shot to cover? Not as much. So um, this is probably a game I'll lay off of, but I do agree with the Penn State side um, for sure. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Penn State side for me. A little Tennessee lay, a little Arizona lay, San Diego State lay, getting the point on all three Kind of nice, feeling kind of good about that, really. Uh, kind of the name of the game in March is trying to get the right line because, you know, at the end of the day, these games are going to be crazy. They are going to be like one team could be hot, one team could be cold, the craziest thing ever could happen. You just want to get yourself in a good position. Uh, beating lines is the best way to give yourself an edge long term. So very yeah. happy about those favorites getting a little bit heavier. But again, never the end all be all, but that is going to be the end of the show today. I want to thank Big Three for tuning in with us today before he goes and jets off to catch some first round action. So definitely make sure you're following him on Twitter at Big Three for Three. I'm sure he'll be giving picks and uh, game side analysis, hopefully. But oh, yeah. we will, I mean, I, dude, I just hope you have fun. Uh, we will see everybody next time. We'll be back. I'll definitely be here over the weekend doing some stuff. Make sure you check out the Shot Quality March Madness tool, shotqualitybets.com slash March Madness. You can use code DOMINATE20 
2023 for half off any subscription today. Uh, definitely go check it out. It's our best offer ever. We want to make sure everybody's getting into shot quality. And then the bracket builder is totally free. So go play around. Let us know what you think. Tag us on Twitter if you make a bracket using it. And we will see you next time on the Shot Quality Bets podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.